Alongside former Blue superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by our guy, Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Joey, we're sad that we don't get to hear you on games anymore, but we're happy to have you here on the show. How you doing today, man? You're not sad to not hear me anymore. Stop it. No one wants to hear me. It's not true, Joey. Couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, even if it meant that we got to deal with you on the call, I would love to still be at least watching Blues hockey. (laughs) Well, hey, guys, I I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's disappointing to not be calling games uh, for a little while. Hopefully hockey has a date in sight soon. We can look forward to the next year. But, uh, no, it was a a fun and weird and I I would say spooky, spooky few weeks. So that's the best way to put it. Uh, summing up there that bubble Edmonton it certainly was Jamie go ahead no I was just gonna say Joey you talking to some of the players uh there were mixed reviews on the bubble situation but one thing I found interesting and I talked about it on the show with with BK and with tinfoil Ferrario here and we I just said the players got to a point up in the bubble where the handshakes became hugs and guys were trusting each other with you know obviously their health but then there were a couple of guys i talked to said upon coming home here back to st louis that they were really happy to be back but they were nervous a little bit because of the outside world and uh, you know it just i just found it interesting that hockey players and these people in the bubble had such a trust for each other you know jamie i'll be honest with you you lost me a tinfoil ferrario i didn't hear a word you said after that when did this nickname come about well actually i can't take credit for it i believe uh bk came up with it but you know tinfoil has all these conspiracy theories right and he dives into things all over the place and so now he's tinfoil ferrario (laughs) mr hot taker i love it uh you you know yeah coming back i guess joining (laughs) (laughs) hey joe let's be honest here this nickname is better than man boobs uh, yeah, man, boobs. That was a tough one. That was a tough one for your while, and I think your boobs look pretty good, Alex. Thanks, but buddy. No, I, I think, staring um, at him right now. I, know this guy, he, I, I was telling him the other day, he looks good. He looks good for being married. Usually guys get married, they put on some pounds, then you Uh-oh. become a father, and you really put on the pounds. But <laughs> Have fun with that, BK. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so back to back to life, back to normal. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, where he basically lives on this island with his volleyball for, I don't know, like three years or something. He has to, like, study the tides and finally figures out a good way after making this boat and losing, like, 300 pounds. It's time to go home, and he ends up making it home, and it's there's a scene where he's, like, pouring water into a glass, and he, like, takes a sip, and he looks at it, and you just see this appreciation for water because he's never been able to have clean water except, well, there is times when it rains, and he gets those banana leaves, those big old banana leaves, and he, like, traps the water, so th- there's that fresh water. But besides that, he's not able to get any fresh water. So there's appreciation for fresh water. So where I'm going with this is, I think these players have a new appreciation uh, for their kids, for their wives, for, for getting outside. How about this, guys? Feeling grass on their feet. I don't think there was a lot of grass in their bubble. I think now there is. There's like a football field or something. But before, it was like this concrete basketball area with like tables and chairs. Uh, but feeling grass It's a good thing none feet. of the players brought their dogs. Well, you doggone tootin' because it's going to be hard to scrape that up. You need, you need to come back with a scraper for that for that one. But, yeah, no dogs. And I mean, but, but, yeah, that's another thing. Dogs, you have to see the dogs again. And, you know, what? I, I know it didn't end the way it wanted. But to me, guys, I mean, Ribs, BK, and Alex, you guys know these guys personally. The, the, these are great people. And 
as tough it was to see them lose, uh, your heart goes out for them and you feel for them on a personal level, and you're so happy that they're back uh, with their families. First of all, great documentary, Castaway. I very much enjoyed that. <laughs> Second of all, Joey, now that they are back and we've got the off season to look forward to, we've spent a lot of the last few days on our show talking about where do you go now with Alex Petrangelo? And we're kind of all on the same page. You got to find a way to make this thing work. You got to bring back the captain because he's such an important part of what you're trying to build here. And I heard Doug Armstrong in particular say, I believe it was last night on 101 ESPN, that the Blues are in the middle of a five-year window here. Joey, if they don't bring back Alex Petrangelo, in your opinion, is that window still open the same way that it is if you are able to bring him back? Well, number one, uh, your doggone right castaway was a good movie. In fact, uh, Tom Hanks should have won a Best Actor Award for that movie. He actually won the two previous years. I think it was Philadelphia, and I know for a fact Forrest Gump. Yeah, he so was hot. Thought, he was hot. They thought it would be a three-peat. And then, this, and then this warrior named Maximus comes in, and Russell Crowe snipes it from him for his role in Gladiator, which kind of disturbed me to this day because, you know, like, here's this great movie. I'm not taking any away from the movie. The movie's great. But the acting, like, Russell Crowe, I feel like he had, like, two lines in the entire movie, but then he was, like, fighting a tiger. I don't know. To me, that's, that's not worthy of a best actor. But anyway. But wait a minute. Um, documentary. Wait, wait, wait Joey, let's, let's dive back into that. So if he had those two lines, if he's not talking, don't you think it falls more than on the actual acting and not so much the, what he's saying? Well, to my point, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, Ribs. Like, Tom Hanks was on a freaking island by himself. Like, he wasn't talking to anyone. Well, it was just, to it was all. Ball. Well, Wilson was there, but he's not even real. He's a freaking ball with a bloody hand. Like, well, that's, the tiger that's, wasn't real either. Wow. Are you kidding me? That thing thing's like Clifford size. Are you kidding me? He's like a big stripy dog out there. He's fighting for all these people. No, my, my, my argument is that I think that it was a great movie. And I thought it was a great – he did a great job. I just don't know if it's best actor worthy. But then, like, that line, though, at the end where he says, you know, a murder to a, a father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will get my vengeance in this world the next – I mean, that was a sweet line. That got so if me. It's one, if, if, yeah, I mean, I still get I still get goosebumps. I mean, it's no – Wilson! About, let's yeah. be honest. Wilson, not so much. But it was sad when he lost him on the current. But, you know, the, 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 the Petro thing is interesting with this because, you know, you look at this window, guys – a part of me is like, yeah, you got this four- to five-year window. Are you a better team with Petro? Absolutely. Can you financially make it work? Yeah, you can make it work. So why not go get it? I, I like to think, and I, I'm a believer in, make the signing, just do it, and then if you run into cap hell in four years or five years, then just deal with it. Because if, if you're in this window and you're on this run, then you should feel very good about making your team the best it can possibly be. Can we, can we win another championship in the next four years? I think so. Can we win two? Who knows? Who knows, right? But uh, you got to give your, yourself the best chance. And I think when Petro's on your team, he's a much he's a, he is, this is a much uh, scarier team from top to bottom. So th- that's something to really uh, consider. But then the other thing with that four to five year window thing, guys. I mean, we're talking about Doug Armstrong. Uh, listen, you, you get rid of Bacchus, you get rid of T.J. Yoshi, you, you know, you trade away uh, Paul Stastny, right? We all thought that window was closing, and then within the summer, boom. Then he signs Ryan O'Reilly, David Prime, Pat Maroon. All of a sudden, a whole new window completely opens up uh, for the Blues organization. So I don't think Doug's a guy that's going to say in four years, well, you know what, it's just time to rebuild. I think he's going to be the old Jim Rutherford, uh, as you know, right next to Jim Rutherford for Pittsburgh, one of the most aggressive GMs in the league, where he's not satisfied with the rebuild mode. I think he's going to turn the page in three to four years, and he's going to be thinking about making moves so these windows stay open as long as possible. 
Yeah. Okay. So to your point, Joey, and I, I brought this up earlier in, in the show is I think if you re-sign Alex Petrangelo and you're able to keep some of the big pieces in play, this could turn out to be like a Chicago Blackhawks decade that they had to where they were very dominant team, but they ended up winning three cups in that time. And it, it extends the window here from five to maybe seven or eight years to have championship quality teams. I, I mean, do you agree with that? I do. I do. And that's a great example because look at Chicago. They win those three cups and now they're in cap hell with Seabrook. Seabrook, I think he has three years left on his deal. He's not coming back. So they're going to have to eat up a bunch of money. But that's okay because you won three cups. Look at L.A. Drew Doughty's making 11 Shamil. That's right, 11. 11 million bucks for like the next 100 years. But you know what? They won their cups. They won their cups. So you know what? If you're L.A., yes, you're in, in, in extreme cap hell now uh, with between between uh, the, the Carter. Now you got Kopitar and you got Brown and you got Doughty. They got guys making so much money. But, but they, they won those cups. They earned those contracts. And they, they try to win another one within that short window they had. They missed that window, and now they're in cap hell. But at the same time, you still do have cups to, to, to fall back on. So, again, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. If you sign Petro, maybe it's a little much. Let's say it's $8.5 million. You put yourself behind the eight ball a little bit, maybe. Can you go get another top six forward? Yes. You can go get uh, a Toffoli out there or Galchenyuk or just someone who can fill that top six role maybe this, this offseason, maybe a, a Taylor Hall. Who knows? But then you can be really effective and you can be a really dominant team for the next three to four years and just maximize the potential, maximize the players as best as you can. And then when four years is up, and let's say we don't sign Ryan O'Reilly or you know Vladimir Tarasenko takes off or Colton Frakel goes, takes, tests the market, he goes somewhere, then you say, you know what? Hell, three years, we, we gave it the best shot we had. We signed the best players we knew we, knew we could get. And we made a run at it. And maybe we have a couple cups at the end of the day or maybe one, one more to, to say, well, job well done. Joey, last question that I've got for you. We talked a lot going into this bubble situation of, uh, okay, if they're going to re-sign Alex Petrangelo, which sounds like you're on the same page as the three of us in this room, we, we all agree that they should. Uh, you're probably going to have to make moves elsewhere because that's how this cap works, right? And one of the names that got brought up a lot was Jaden Schwartz. And Joey, after seeing this news with Vladimir Tarasenko and his injury and looking at the depth that they have right now as uh, for their left wingers behind Jaden Schwartz, I just don't know that that's a move they can afford to make this offseason. What do you think the future holds for Jaden Schwartz with just that one year left on his contract here in St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, when did Jaden Schwartz become expendable? When did when did we look at this player and say, yeah, we, we could lose him to sign someone else? Guys, Jaden Schwartz was like probably our most consistent forward alongside Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. You know, I, I would put him right there with Brayden Chen throughout these playoffs. The kid scored 12 goals last year in the Stanley Cup run and just one shy of Brett Hall's record in the franchise history here. I mean, Jaden Schwartz is, is one of the players, I've always said this, that can single-handedly take over a game. I, I think Petro has that capabilities, and I think Schwartz, you have all the forwards. I look at him as being that spark plug, being that little swizzle Schwartz, getting in the corners and moving his feet. Uh, I loved his energy. I loved his aggression. I love his consistency over the last few weeks here. I know it, it didn't show much on the scoreboard. But it's there. The effort's there. Uh, to me, Jaden Schwartz is not expendable. I think this is a guy that's a priority uh, to sign for this team, much like Petro, because of all the intangibles he brings uh, to the game. He pushes that first line along. He, he's a momentum-shifting guy. Uh, he's an incredible locker room guy. He's an incredible player, incredible person. He's a joy to be around. I mean, this is a player that, uh, if, if the price is right, I think Doug Armstrong has got to do what he did to Braden Chen 
and kind of shock everyone midseason out of nowhere. We show up to the rink and, and Jaden Schwartz is under a, a contract extension, in my opinion. He's Joey Vitale. You can hear him each and every week right here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. He is the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Joey, we always appreciate the time. We sincerely enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for having on with us today, man. Hey, boys, you guys are a great team. Love listening to you guys. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You're the best. That's Joey Vitale here on 101 ESPN.